From the Gray Homestead in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchast. We're spreading the ideas of freedom and liberty from the front porch one episode at a time. Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And this episode starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. And you're listening to yet another episode of Front Porch Anarchist. Today is March 18th, 2020. Not really even sure if I want to record an episode of Front Porch Anarchist tonight, but Jenna and the kids are trying to go to sleep right now, so I've got a little bit of free time. Thought I might do some recording. It's very trying times. I'm already two beers in, and I'm drinking um, quite a delicious adult beverage right now. If you'd like to join me, it's an Evan Williams and Sprite. I'm pretty much exhausted from what we did today. Jen had to go into town to get um, groceries, I guess you would say. And uh, so while she was gone today, the kids stayed home with me and we lounged around in the morning. We did a little bit of, uh, we played a little bit of Lego City. We read some books. I worked on a on a decal for the podcast, actually. It turned out better than I had hoped it would. I'm going to have to do a little bit more tweaking on it. But once it's ready, if you guys would like to have a decal that says from Porch Anarchist, it's the, it's the logo for the podcast. If you'd like to have one of those, shoot me an email or send me a message on Facebook. It's not hard to get a hold of me. If you can use Google, you can just Google Front Porch Anarchist. And just make sure to put an H in Anarchist. And you know, when when I came up with the name for this, I really had no idea that that was going going to be an issue. Because, I mean, you know, here I am, a hick living in the woods, and I figured out, hey, Anarchy Podcast, Anarchist, right? And I really thought that would be something that was easy to put together yeah i found out that lots of people have a problem and when i post that the the podcast title is front porch anarchist i actually get messages asking if i misspelled that yeah i'm not really sure why but anyway if you would like a decal with the front porch anarchist logo on it shoot me an email or shoot me a message. You can figure it out. But anyway, I worked on one of those. I'm going to do a little bit more tweaking. Get that get that right. I'd love to put it on a on a uh, t-shirt. So I think I'm well, I don't think. I know I'm going to call tonight's episode CoronaCon 2020. And I mean that's a play on all the Comic-Cons. But it's hard to um, 
to dismiss the whole coronavirus thing because they're making such a big deal out of this and it would be okay if people if they were just talking about it but but this has some real world effect here i mean walmart they've changed their hours which is it's unprecedented i mean they open at six in the morning they close at 11 at night they have been open 24 hours a day that in itself is pretty tough the place i worked they've changed their hours drastically some stores some chains retail change have closed completely until well indefinitely and until this is cleared up scary times the stock market has tanked in the last episode of front porch anarchist i you know i was kind of joking about this whole thing but it's beginning to get kind of scary there are people who are calling for mandatory quarantines that's scary these aren't people in in government these are just everyday average people and they really think they have the right to threaten me to make me stay in my house it's worse than the uh, mandatory vaccination movement because there are there are people who really believe that they have a right using government to keep me in my house to to keep them safe for some or they believe that that's going to keep them safe and i don't understand that whatsoever no matter what happens if i stay at home or not how are these people any more safe if they're already staying staying in their house i i don't get it i mean how am i causing if i'm out and about how am i causing these people any grief whatsoever if they're already in their house quarantining themselves or whatever who gives them the right to tell me that i have to stay in mine and one of the reasons i decided to call this episode coronacon i'm i'm not a conspiracy theory guy like okay jfk was shot and killed i don't really know much about it i'll accept the official narrative of that and move on did the moon landing happen yeah by all accounts it did somebody would have came forward at some point and said hey you know i've got some evidence this didn't really happen um is the world flat no i mean i've personally looked at all of the other planets and they all seem to be spherical so why would there be a flat earth i don't get that whatsoever there's a ton of other conspiracy theories chemtrails what somebody would have came forward on that one too and you know yeah every now and then they do an experiment or they seed some clouds trying to get some rain but for the most part guys these so-called chemtrails nothing more than vapor trails it's just the way it is sorry to be the one to tell you that and at first, I 
did not believe there could be any conspiracy about this coronavirus, this COVID-19. Well, it's here now. The, the virus is here, regardless as to how it got here. I'm not going to make any kind of conspiracy about how that arrived. In the, in the last episode of Front Porch Anarchist, I did, I did make a joke about that and how it would be funny. Well, not funny, but how it would be, um, how I could see that the president of the, uh, whatever they call it, the People's, the People's Republic of China, if he created this virus kind of as a hold by hold my beer moment when uh, when Trump came up with these tariffs against China okay that was that was more or less a joke but now i see all of these united states politicians the federal politicians it's like they just couldn't wait for this because they're they already have plans in place to spend like 3 trillion dollars to fight this coronavirus thing. They're going to bail out the big uh, stock markets, the big companies. They're going to bail them out with a 1.5 trillion and then they're going to bail out the um, the little guys like me with a trillion or 800 billion or something like that. And these numbers are astronomical. I cannot even imagine a trillion dollars. I know it's a huge number, but I mean, it's so huge that I can't even really place that number. <sighs> Amazing. Anyway, so they're wanting to spend all of this money They've shut everything down. Well, I mean, you know, technically, have they shut it down? No. Have they Have they implied that, that these shutdowns should happen? Oh, yeah, they have. And they have all of these people scared. And these people want to um, want to give government even more power to, to make these, um, these quarantines or these... Um, there, this new speak, new speak is social distancing. To, I mean, they want to make social distancing mandatory. And I was listening to the radio today, and they're already they already say uh, they're estimating that one out of five people have already lost their jobs. I know at the place I work, they've cut the hours back drastically. So. Um, yeah, people are going to lose hours out of that. I'm not sure how they're going to function. A lot of those people were barely functioning on the hours that they were getting. Now they don't even have that. And then you think about restaurants. They're shutting those down. Those servers don't have a job anymore. So how is that any sort of a conspiracy? Well, that in itself, eh, I don't know. Maybe not. If, it, if this were truly a... Um, a situation, um, and I'm thinking back to the movie, uh, The Stand, or not movie. It was a miniseries, I guess. It was a. Uh, it was based on Stephen King's book, The Stand. 
if this were something like that where, you know, 90% of the population was dying off, okay, so, yeah, we got a problem, we better take care of it, but right now the numbers are not, I mean, yeah, it's horrible that anybody's dying from this, but the numbers just don't, they don't add up to a, um, to me to this level of response of closing everything down. And that's why Mr. Williams and I are having this conversation tonight because it's it's very trying times. I'm not really sure where things are going from this point. We have the um, the current politician in chief. He's trying to work things out, trying to spend more money that that doesn't even exist. They're having to print up, and I say print up, I'm not really sure how they do it anymore. Wow, I don't know if that's a cat, a rabbit, or a skunk that just is running by me here. I don't have my glasses on, so I couldn't really tell you it's black and white. Could be, well... Looks black and white. Anyway, so we have our politician-in-chief. He's talking about giving everybody, taxpayers, all the, I don't know, all the taxpayers $1,000 and, and then $500 for each kid to try to offset their um, the impact that these closures are having on them. Then you have the uh, contender for commander, I mean, uh, politician-in-chief. $1,000 a month isn't good enough for him. He wants everybody to have $2,000 a month. I'm reminded of a Democratic uh, Democrat presidential hopeful that ran for the current primary. He was in it for a while, and he was, he was offering to give everyone $1,000 a month. Nobody liked that idea, so he had to drop out. And now here we have two of the top three contenders for politician-in-chief of the U.S. saying that, you know, that, that, that the average taxpayer or the average tax victim or the average person, I'm not really sure, should get 1000 to $2,000 a month. Where does that money come from? Well, it comes out of thin air. And in the short term, in the extreme short term, I guess that sounds pretty good. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm going to cash my $1,000 check or $2,000 check if I get one. But I'm going to have to because if they're giving everybody else 1000 or $2,000 a month, then... I'm going to have to do this just to keep up. I mean, I understand economics. If you increase the um, if you increase a scarce resource, the value of that resource goes down. In this case, it's the US dollar. If you increase it by 2 or 3 trillion dollars, it's going to go down. There are countless examples in history of this happening. And one that sticks in my mind is the um, 
I don't even remember what year. I think it was just before the, um, it was either just before World War One or World War Two, where where Germany had inflated the um, whatever um, Weimark or Wehrmark, whatever their currency was. They inflated it so much that there was a picture of a boy going to buy a a loaf of bread. And he had to use a wheelbarrow to to carry all of the cash that it took to buy that. And that's exactly what's happening here. The first month, maybe the second month, this will work out. If this goes into three months, though, it's the value of the dollar will drop so much that it just it'll be worthless. You can't just go giving out dollars and expect it to expect those to hold their value. I don't have a solution for this because this is it's unprecedented. I mean, if you if government is shutting down all of the businesses, people are losing their jobs. I'm not sure what you do in this right now. My job's not in jeopardy. I have some breaking news here at Front Porch Anarchast. It seems that the company I work for closed today and will not open again for at least two weeks. Now back to your regularly scheduled Front Porch Anarchast. So I don't really have to worry about that. I guess if it did, if 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 I had to worry about my job and my income, well, we rent the place that we're living in now. So the, the first thing I would have to do is talk with my landlord and say, hey, look, you know, don't have a job or my income's been drastically reduced. We're, we're going to have to work something out. Because at this point, I'm not even sure they could get anyone into this house, right? How long would they be without someone? Would they be willing to, you know, really take a hit on my monthly rent that I pay them? Or would they be willing to, um, to give me like a three or four month grace period until this all blows over and then we start doing it again. Uh, you know, I realize they still have bills. How are they going to pay theirs? Maybe they can get the same kind of, um, same kind of agreement. I do know one thing. I mean, if they had to kick me out of this place for not paying my rent, they're not going to get anybody else in there anytime soon. So hopefully we could all work something out that's beneficial to everybody I don't know. These are just truly strange times. It's enough to um, to lead a guy to want to drink some Evan Williams and Sprite. Maybe I could shift gears here for just a minute. Spring is is quickly approaching here on the homestead, and the frogs are really going at it tonight. I'll try to um, put a little clip of the... Uh, the ambient noise that's going on outside of the uh, the Jeep Patriot st Studios right now. And as you can hear, it's um, it's quite loud outside. The frogs seem to know that spring's coming on, and, and a lot of the trees have already started to bud out. Some of those actually have leaves on them. Some of our bushes here have already put leaves on. 
we have a blackberry uh, blueberry bush that has already budded out and today I spent I spent most of the day it was a great day here on the homestead and took us a while but we spent most of the day working on um, working on chicken enclosure so we should have happy chickens we have 12 I think hens right now and on a good day we'll get nine eggs I think we're probably averaging about five eggs a day it's finally warming up got a pretty nice enclosure built up for them today and I mean they're saying that it's supposed to storm all day tomorrow I hope it doesn't because we want to let the chickens out Jennifer has been working on planning us some some uh, seeds so we have a couple of hundred seeds started inside the house on some racks in there and we were going to uh, we we're going to sell our surplus plants starts whatever you want to call them at a um, at a festival the spring and I've talked about that before in uh, on prior episodes of Front Porch Anarchist. And even that's been canceled because they're canceling everything that large gatherings of people. We were just about to order the t-shirts so that we could press some t-shirts for this and try to sell the t-shirts and the seat or the plants. Yeah, well that went south. So I'm glad that we didn't order those because we would have been left holding them holding the bag on that. In fact, everything's been canceled. So now we have a couple of hundred, yeah, a couple of hundred seeds started. Jennifer also uh, picked up some potato, uh, seed potatoes and some onions, I think, today. We talked some things out and, you know, we're going to, um, we're going to end up planting close to an acre of of plants so um, things might get a little tight here in the uh, in the near future but if you know we're talking 90 days out we should be good as far as food goes we have some plans on how we are going to preserve those the uh, the fruit of those plants hope it all works out so anyway, I did. I spent most of the day working on the chicken enclosure. Spent it with the kids. It was a, it was a really great day, and we're looking forward to another great day tomorrow. We still have a few things to do. But this whole Corona virus thing, not really sure where that's going. the The stock market tanked. It's tanked repeatedly. <laughs> I think they said it was down like 30% since um, since this whole fiasco started. Not really sure where it's headed. I'd love to say in other news, but there seems to be no other news. It's just more and more of the same. Oh, well, I could talk about the very first review that we have had for Front Porch Anarchist. We we finally got that. Well, the first 
review that we received in Apple Podcasts, previously known as iTunes, I think. And it was a one star instead of a five star. And the reason being is that the person who reviewed Front Porch Anarchist said that I wasn't a real anarchist. Um, okay, I'm not really sure what that's all about. Um, I don't remember having any interaction with this guy before, so I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure where he gets. I'm not a real anarchist. I would think that anybody who has listened to the show would know that, hey, this this guy is an anarchist. I'm kind of leaning toward this guy is probably a communist. And yeah, I'm not a communist. I'll, uh, I'll say that straight up. I am no communist. But if he was a communist, I can see where he would think I'm not a real anarchist because for some reason some communists think that they're anarchists. Anyway. That being said... If you can figure out how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and you're so inclined um, to do so, I'd appreciate it. I've already had a one or two that have offset that, um, but yeah, it was kind of disheartening that the first that the first real review that I received. I mean, I did receive a. a a review once on Facebook and they didn't like the podcast because they said I was godless because I mean you know I'm unabashedly an atheist I don't believe in higher powers or I, you know some people would call me agnostic because you know if some divine being descended from the heavens and landed in front of me and performed some sort of miracle couldn't be explained away any other way you know, and told me that I had to obey them or I was going to burn in a, a lake of fire for the rest of my life, you know, I'm going to be the first one down on my knees. I'll just, you know, I'm practical like that. <laughs> yeah, this reviewer said that, you know, they didn't like me because I was godless. I'm not sure what that had to do with the podcast, but anyway. So, yeah, I guess for other news, we received a review, right? So getting back to the theme of the show, CoronaCon 2020, I have to ask myself, is there some reason other than other than a virus that so far hasn't killed as many people in the US as the flu has this year? Is there is there any reason why this virus is getting so much attention from the press and from politicians. And then I have to look at, well, this is an election year, and things were going pretty good for the uh, for the current politician-in-chief, and the things aren't going so well for the, the other two guys who would, who would want to be politician-in-chief. And and the one guy they've already came at him pretty hard. The guy who's currently in power, they've they've come at him pretty hard. Come came, I don't know. They've gone at him pretty hard. They've went so far as trying to impeach this guy, and you know nothing that they can come up with sticks. And you know, as a funny side note, the uh, 
the lead contender, uh, the guy who's fighting against him, that that looks like he might actually win the uh, the Democratic nomination, Joe Biden. Well, for starters, old white guy, and he's showing some signs of dementia. And this guy's nuts. You're a lion dog face pony soldier. Some of the things he said that, I mean, this should have just disqualified him. Kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Some, his wife, probably, if she still has all of her facu- faculties, she should just probably take this guy home and be done with it. But here he is out here. He's still saying these crazy things. I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Nuts. And the problem is, is that the voters are still going to vote. I don't understand it. If Bernie or Joe or Trump, if those are your only options, why do you even bother? I mean, you can talk about a necessary evil all you want to, but these guys, man, they old white guys. One's already had a heart attack. The other one is clearly showing signs of dementia. And the other guy is just an egotistical old white guy. But you voters, you're going to vote for these guys anyway. And you voters are the same ones that are buying all the toilet paper off of the shelves of Walmart right now. As we speak. Well, maybe not as we speak now because it may already be after 11 p.m. And if it is, then Walmart's already closed. So you're going to buy your toilet paper and hoard that. You're going... Oh, I'm really glad I thought of that. Do you want to talk about hoarding? Does hoarding interest you any at all? Because today on social media, two of my um, two conversations I was having with separate people, both were deleted. And I wasn't the one that deleted these. I'm not really sure if it was the um, I'm sure one of these, the um, the guy I was directly conversing with, uh, he had to have deleted it himself. He may have even blocked me. The other one, I'm not so sure who deleted that. It wasn't me. It could have been an original poster or something. But in both cases, I was having a conversation with with individuals who one woman wanted to, um, she wanted government to implement some mandatory quarantines, as she called it. And, um... You know, I fired back at her that that was violence, and she couldn't understand how that was violence. Because the worst that could happen is you're going to get slapped, and those were her words, slapped with a fine. She doubled down, said there was no violence involved, just slapped with a fine. But when I pointed out, eventually that fine, they're going to come collect that with men with guns. All of a sudden, my um, the conversation was deleted, and then there was a separate conversation going on with a uh, with a different guy. And this one wasn't about mandatory quarantines; it was about whatever this thing is called price gouging. 
Now, I know, I mean, I'm kind of being facetious with that. I know what they mean when they say price gouging. They mean rising prices or rising, raising prices because you can get the new price out of uh, out of whatever it is you're selling, right? And evidently, most, if not all, states in the United States have some sort of law against this so-called price gouging. So, so government has enacted laws which prohibit a person from selling a product at a price that the market dictates. So in the case of toilet paper, if there's a run on toilet paper, most states don't allow you to raise the price on that, which is ridiculous. So I walk into Walmart, I don't find any toilet paper at all. I haven't found toilet paper for going on two weeks, I guess. It's all been gone. How is that even possible? Well, it's possible because Walmart has not raised the price on the toilet paper. And all of these people are panicked. They believe in their government so much. Oh, government is so great. Yet, the first hint that something is going wrong, they rush out to buy toilet paper. It's amazing, right? All of a sudden, they have no confidence in the in the government. Government's telling them not to go out and hoard all of this toilet paper, yet they do it anyway. Anyway, if Walmart had not been prohibited from raising the prices on that toilet paper, there would still be toilet paper in the store. And then I could decide if I needed it bad enough to pay that price for it, right? If they doubled the price or tripled the price on toilet paper, I could still buy it if I needed it, right? Like, I mean, financially, I could still buy it, assuming it's still in the store. Would a person hoard it if all of a sudden it was three times the original price? I don't think they would. I mean, it wouldn't be feasible to do that, but... But somewhere down the road, some politician thought this would be a great idea. His constituents thought it would be a great idea. And all of a sudden, you know, it's the law of the land. A person can force you through government to make you sell your property to them at a price that they dictate. I hope I made that that clear. I kind of got off the rails there, but I was having a conversation with a guy. And the, um, I guess the original post was something about price gouging. And this guy made a comment. He said, report that to the attorney general because it's just un-American to price gouge. All right, and then I pointed out, well, you know, actually it's un-American to, to use the violence of government to make them sell you their property at a price that you like. And so this guy comes back, oh, who's talking about violence? Buddy, you are talking about violence. If you're talking about reporting someone to government 
you're talking about using the force of government to make this guy do what you want to do, right? And in the state of Arkansas, evidently, it's a uh, $10,000 fine to price gouge, and that's for each occurrence. Well, that's a huge, um, that's a huge threat. Uh, unfortunately, this guy didn't even understand that that's a threat. Uh, his argument was, well, you know, it's a, it's a ten thousand dollar fine. That's not a threat. Yeah, buddy. How do they enforce? How do they make sure that you pay that fine? They, if I tell them I'm not paying this ten thousand dollar fine, what happens? They send guys with guns to get me. Either to haul me in front of a judge or to yank me out of my house or out of my car so that they can seize those things, right? Well, when I pointed that out to the guy, that conversation was deleted as well. I'm pretty sure he's the guy that deleted that because other posts in that, well, other comments on that original post are still there. So I think he saw the light. Didn't want to admit that he was wrong, so he just bailed. So getting back to the uh, CoronaCon 2020. Hopefully I can get back to it. I've been off the rails so many times that I'm not really sure I can get back to CoronaCon 2020. But I don't think this is like a, you know, I don't know the origins of this. I don't have any idea where it really came from. And I am i don't know if someone engineered it or whatever it was. I'm not even, I'm not even going to jump on that bandwagon. What I am going to jump on, though, is I think that I think that politicians, at least in the U.S., are using this just to see how well that the people are willing to comply with some outlandish anti-freedom edicts that are being passed down to us. And you know what? A lot of people are jumping all over that. Those two conversations I had today on uh, Facebook, they don't give me much hope. I'm pretty sure after reading a lot a lot of comments, most people are willing to um, to give government the power to lock them in their homes. If you would have told me six months ago that something like this was possible, I would have told you you were um, yeah, almost use an expletive there, but I don't know. maybe I can maybe I can figure out how to bleep it out, but I would have told you that you're batch crazy because who would have thought that, you know, the uh, the main politician, the politician in chief could sign some paperwork and, and have some press conferences. And the next thing I know, the majority of Americans are willing to use violence to keep me in my house. It's. That is just totally crazy. I have no idea how this how this is even how could how could this be a thing? Yet here we are. Most people most people have a problem with you know like in North Korea with Kim Jong Un or Kim Jong Il or whatever the guy's name is there, you know, telling his people when they can eat, what they can eat, and all this, and all of a sudden here I am. And the politicians are, like the local politicians here, they've already banned, they've banned gatherings of more than 50 people. How is that even possible? How, 
if they're playing by their own rule books, they can't do that. How How is this happening? Is it a conspiracy? I don't know. But you start looking across the country, city after city is doing this. And they're shutting more and more things down over a disease that that seems to affect. And I mean, you know, I don't know. It could be wrong. I, I haven't seen updated numbers here, but... For all accounts and purposes, this is really just affecting people 60 years of age and older. It. Why am I being stuck in my house? I mean, I'm quickly approaching 50, but, you know, otherwise I'm completely healthy. And, and most of the people that are dying from this, they have some underlying issues that are causing them to die from this. I've gone completely off the rails again, but I'm just wondering how this happens. And, you know, in a span of six months, it's just, it's nuts. I'm really not sure what to expect next. All right, so trying to steer it back on the, um, on the rails, CoronaCon 2020. I really do think that this is, um, I think they took, I think the politicians are taking advantage of a, a bad situation and they're just they're feeling us out they're feeling out what we are um, how much we're willing to take and and like I said six months ago I would not have even believed that something like this was possible or that they would try something like this but I mean you know a year ago even six months ago they're talking about you know trying to ban certain kinds of guns or whatever who cares what politician cares about banning guns if they can just declare martial law? They just shut everything down. What does it matter? I mean, then they can go door to door, take anything that they want. And the majority of Americans are willing to go along with this. I mean, you can look at social media. You can listen to people who are calling in to talk radio or whatever. Every Most every person is willing to give up their freedom under this belief that it's going to make someone else more safe. But, you know, when you really think about it, guys, if you don't want to catch this, stay at home. That's all you have to do. You don't have to try to force anyone else to stay in their house. You just stay in yours. You're golden. You're good. But anyway, that's about all I can stomach for the night. And I'm sure that's all anyone else can stomach for the night, if anybody does. Hey, guys, I really do appreciate you listening to this and looking at the uh, number of downloads. You know, things are picking up. I'm not really sure how or why, because a lot of times when I'm sitting here, I'm thinking that I'm the pro- <laughs> I'm probably the only person that's going to listen to this. And most of the times that I do listen to this, it's just before I... I publish it and then I put it out there for for everyone else. If you have any feedback you'd like to leave me, there has to be like at least 22 different ways you can get in touch with me. The easiest way is just to Google Front Porch Anarchist. Anarchist with an H. You can find I will be the only one that pops up if you if you Google that. If you do need a t-shirt or a decal, send me a message, and I'll find some way to hook you up with that. And uh, really, check with the uh, the Facebook page. 
facebook.com slash front porch anarchist. And I'm going to um, either either tonight or tomorrow, maybe I'll get a picture of the uh, of what I'm tinkering with. It won't be the final product, but um, but it'll look really good on a tinted on a tinted window, like on your back glass or whatever. And it would really help spread the message of front porch anarchist. I have some some hard data that suggests that having a um, decal with front porch anarchist on your car will help increase the number of people who listen to front porch anarchist and you know what would be better than a society of people who want nothing more than to let you be yourself people who are willing to let you do what you want to do as long as you aren't hurting anyone else what would be better than that I can't think of anything. And the only thing that, that I see that's keeping that from happening is this belief that that government is necessary, that the state is necessary. And it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy because most people go to public schools, government public schools, and they're taught this. They're taught that they have to vote. They're taught that, you know, it's their civic duty and that that the state will help them and they help the state. We have to find a way to break that cycle because it's just not true. We don't need men in suits a thousand miles away telling us how we have to live. They're not down here where we are. I was listening to some numbers from... Um, from Joe Biden's past, some of the money that he's made from speaking engagements and book advances. And you look at those numbers, they have no, a person that's bringing in that kind of money for doing nothing. I mean, you get paid to teach at a school, but then you get the, um, you get a deferment so you don't actually have to pay at that school or teach at that school. These people are just making money off of being politicians. They're making money because people are willing to give them money for them to make laws in their favor. It, it's really just that simple. I just, I, I don't understand that. I would, I'm a, I'm a free man, or I'm supposedly a free man. That's how I want to live. I don't want to tell anybody how to live. Anyway, at this point, I'm just rambling. I do appreciate you guys listening. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchist. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook. No masters.
Teeny Snow Masters. Front Porch Anacast.